left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Can bless you, baby doll. Uh, happy July 11th to everyone. We are we're in the teeth of summer, man. It's middle of July. Baseball is hot in the streets. A lot of IKF arguments going on at the John Boy Media Office as we speak. Huge weekend of baseball. We got some all-star teams. Talk about that a little bit. Check in around the league. Uh, also some fun sports on the on the outsides. Little Wimbledon, Zach Wilson made a lot of headlines. Getting you into football season there. College realignment. Uh, that's chaos. I've, I've been weirdly dialed into that. There's no rules, man. Uh, college football in a really... Really weird place right now. Well, it's in a money place. It's in a money place. Uh, let's start off talking about the baseball. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Uh, I did. Went to Long Island for a little bit. How about it? It was all right. It was Long Island. It was Long Island. Some nice, like, beachy areas. I guess people probably guess that from the name. Let's start out with... Yankees-Red Sox, I attended the Thursday night game up at Fenway. Pretty cool. Sat on the monster. Must say, if you get a chance, those are pretty cool seats. One of the most unique views in sports. I also, this isn't shots fired at Fenway, because at the end it's it's not. I thought the seats might be kind of, I don't know, not customer-friendly. Like, I figured they built some seats on top of Fenway. It's this crazy old historic building. Like, there's probably not going to be bathrooms around. Like, there's probably... I didn't think there was going to be, like, vendors up there. Uh, Everything was right there. So, it was really cool. We were laughing. There wasn't a single ball to the monster. There's, like, one ball in that direction. All game. And then it's funny, the next night... Uh, we're watching the Yankees game, and there's so much action at the Green Monster. But that being said, we had a good time. Yankees felt like they won a blowout, uh, although they ended up winning that first game 6-5, and the sixth run was on a dropped infield pop-up, which in hindsight, in hindsight, that's interesting to look at because the Yankees roll game two, and it's kind of like, all right, maybe these Yankees are the truth, and... They're about to end the Red Sox season, and these two teams are just in different leagues. I mean, not true, but kind of true, because the Yankees could have easily won the third game. It goes to extra innings. The Yankees put up two in extras. Red Sox end up putting up three on Wandy. Uh, you know, a couple close moments, a couple baseball moments. There's a ball that goes to Donaldson. Could he have turned it? We'll never know. Uh, the Yankees end up losing that one, and then they end up losing on Sunday Night Baseball game. They were up again in, 
Uh, Boston comes back and, and, you know, almost doubles them up. 11-6 final. So, a weird weekend in Boston. The Yankees, the, the first couple games, they didn't have their best players playing. Judge was out. Rizzo was out. They sat Stanton in a game. Uh, and then they kind of put everything together and they end up losing. So, the Yankees' bullpen is kind of thin right now. Uh, I think that got shown over the weekend. Uh, Chapman is back, but he's not Araldis Chapman right now. He's a liability, although he had one of the tougher luck innings you might see. The Yankees split two in Fenway. I think the fashion it happened uh, is tough, especially when you're in the in the podcast biz. You'd like to record after the two wins because you got a little good juju. But in that final game, uh, the bullpen depth, the starting pitching's been getting hit a little more lately. Uh, a lot of questions around the Yankees' shortstop position, continuing in the office today. Uh, in Boston, I, I think they end up holding their heads high, uh, in a biased Yankee fan's opinion, probably higher than they, they should. They're split into at home, but they were using some of their depth pitchers. They're supposed to be getting pitching back soon. I think Sale and Waka just get scratched. Yeah, I think, I think he just went on the I.L., or at least got scratched, yeah. Um, Evaldi's coming back. So, uh, I get it. If, if you're in Boston, I mean, you're, you're, still in, you're still in exactly where you were, in my opinion. The MLB wild card uh, is currently all the AL East teams. And the Seattle Mariners have officially joined the party. They are 45 and 42. Um I mean, I, I guess that's where if you're Boston, you can hold your head up high, at least until next weekend, they come to Yankee Stadium. I, I think the Yankees will be out to prove that they split on the road and then they're saving it for home. We'll see. It's just the other teams in the wild card race are kind of a mess right now. Tampa Bay Rays got swept by the Cincinnati Reds. Uh the Rays have been decimated by injuries. They've got kind of a whole pitching staff and half a lineup that is now hurt. They're 45 and 40. They're one game in the wild card right now uh, with Seattle and Toronto behind them. Uh, two teams that before the year had big expectations. The Mariners got off to a slow start. They are starting to roll. Uh, and by the way, they face. They are winners of eight straight, and they have a series with the Nationals coming up. So the Mariners are here. The Mariners are here. Uh, the Angels have died in their division. The rest of that division is bleh. The Mariners have the talent. I think they were waiting for things to click. I think you can also, not that I believe this is why they're winning. I think it's they have a talented roster that's been waiting to go, but they were in that brawl. And I think since then, there's something like 11-2. and two. Kind of made that up. Could have looked it up easily, didn't. Toronto. Did you know this, BBB? Toronto is 1-9 in their last 10. <sighs> Toronto Blue Jays. I didn't know it was that bad. I saw one tweet joking about <laughs> Orioles about to pass them. And it looked. The Orioles are two games back of the Toronto Blue Jays. 
The Orioles are winners of eight straight. They're one of the stories in baseball right now, and good for them. We, uh, again, I'm not, not going to gloat and take a victory, but we said early on that these are not the same Orioles, and they're starting to prove it, man. Uh, I want to bring up their Fangraphs page because I want to see how they're, they're fully starting to measure up um, not too flashy. It's still just the bullpen. They hit some homers. They score some runs. Okay. Man, they have off day, two with the Cubs, off day, three with the Rays, and then the All-Star break. If they can go three and two, the Orioles will be 500 by the All-Star break, which nobody had that. And by the way, kudos to them. Kudos to the Yankees. Kudos to the whole division. It'd be all over 500. I mean, I mean that's insane. This is a historic Yankee start to the season. The Rays have been a great franchise. The Blue Jays were supposed to be one of the powers of the AL this year. The Red Sox were kind of coin flippy. They're kind of on the other side of that coin now. What the Orioles is doing is crazy. Again, they have a top six in their lineup that's pretty nice. Mullins, Mancini, Santander, Mountcastle, Hayes, and Rushman. Adley's had a good week. The starting pitching's still thin, but their bullpen is actually lights out. Top five in ERA, Jorge Lopez is an all-star. Big Felix Bautista, Dylan Tate, Seattle Perez. They've all kind of put together a nice year back there. Good for the Baltimore Orioles. Um... They're one of the stories in baseball, and they actually, like, they deserve it. Like, this isn't hokey or, you know, I don't know, just looking for a story. It's, it's very real. Speaking of very real, in the National League, the Braves swept the Nats. They are a game and a half back of the New York Mets. Um, that Mets... Giant lead, I think it was 10 and a half at one point, has dwindled down. No real fault of their own. Scherzer was out, he's back. The Braves just fully turned it on. Uh, they have been one of the best teams in baseball, and now the Mets and Braves are playing tonight, right? Yeah. yeah. They've got three in Atlanta. Three in Atlanta. Uh, these teams are going to be locked up the rest of the way, especially I think DeGrom's supposed to make another rehab start. Mets, I mean, are they going to make moves at the deadline? Uncle Stevie, you know they're all in. Annalise is going to be a fantastic race throughout, uh, and hopefully it kicks off tonight, probably watching that game. No Yanks tonight, little Mets Braves. Sign me up. Uh, what else needs to be checked off in the NL? The Dodgers swept the Cubs. Did you mention what the pitching matchup is for tonight's game? Is it Scherzer who? Freed. Scherzer Freed? That's pretty good. Pretty must watch. Scherzer Freed, Peterson Strider, and then Bassett Morton as Chris Bassett comes back. Uh, and then the Mets finish up with the Cubs, who just got swept by the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers kind of needed that. They kind of didn't. I mean, the Dodgers just win. Uh, the Cubs, they were on a pesky little stretch there. 
and I think this kind of pops their balloon. Tony Gonsolin, 11-0 with a 1.62 ERA. Insanity. Absolute insanity. Uh, Padres and Giants, they split four after the Padres won the first two. Giants come back and take the final two. Uh, some good starting pitching performances in this one. Logan Webb, Snell, uh, Alex Wood, Rodon, the biggest all-star snub by most people, including his, his wife who took the Twitter sphere and said that he leads the NL in war. Saw a lot of the replies. She knows ball. Because, yeah, Rodon should have been an all-star. And he still will. I mean, especially with the pitchers. Like, Garrett Cole is currently an AL all-star. Which, by the way, that's a little controversial. He, uh, he pitches the day before all-star kicks off. So, he will be bowing out of that. And there's going to be a bunch of pitchers that do that. I mentioned the Mets. They'd split... Uh, two with the Marlins. Uh, I'd have to get the pulse from them. They, uh, I know the Marlins used to be kind of a house of horrors for them. This wasn't in Miami, but... Um, Phillies took two out of three from the Cardinals. Phillies continue to roll and win some series. Uh, they're not gaining a ton of ground, but they are firmly... They are firmly in the wild. Awesome. Oh. Trade. Okay. The Braves and Royals. Okay. You're not going to like this. Uh, the Braves are sending Drew Waters. Right. One of their top prospects. Uh, a pitching prospect, Andrew Hoffman. Some third minor leaguer uh, for the 35th pick in the draft. Okay. I mean, trade and draft picks. We're officially there in baseball. Yeah, we... Did that get... Fully allowed in the CBA. I guess so. I know. I know those those like competitive balance picks. I think are in that range. And those is like the Yankees got one of those for Sonny Gray. Became TJ Sikama, I believe. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm guessing that's one of those picks. I don't know if trading picks is fully on the table. I'm confused. New CBA. Traded. Pro, real prospects. Drew Waters. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I wonder what's happened with him because we've heard about him for a while, and now Michael Harris too is is playing. So, uh, how about that? Trade season has kind of kicked off, so that's exciting. Uh, Braves just shuffling youth. Good for them. Good franchise. Uh, the Phillies. I mentioned they took two out of three from the Cardinals. They are fully. In the wild card right now. Uh, they're a game up on St. Louis, who they just played. <laughs> We're starting to get into a spot with in the NL where... Like, the AL is kind of out there. I think there's going to be one, quote-unquote, good team that probably kind of misses the playoffs. Probably one of the AL East teams. Tampa... Toronto, Boston, uh, Seattle, I, I guess, but I, I think they're going to be facing less competition the rest of the way. We'll see if the Guardians or White Sox get involved in any way, and maybe I deserve to give the Orioles more love. I will not as of now. The Phillies are a game in over St. Louis, 
Two games over San Francisco, who their season was kind of spiraling until maybe they get some juice going out of the Padres series. Phillies are 46-40 and 40 without Bryce Harper. Good for them. Schwerber, Schwerber continues to be nuts. Um, they win 2-0-1-0 the first two games. So, impressive stuff. Their bullpen has been good for a little while now. Great. For a little while now, and that kind of changes that team's outlook. That's supposed to be their Achilles heel. Who got you? Did you did you see who started the game they lost? Was it Nick Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he finds himself in an opener role again, which has to be blowing his mind. God, that guy. So many weird opportunities. Wayno got a complete game loss. Um, some fun facts around that. Pirates take two out of three from the Brewers. The Brewers, again, they haven't been exuding confidence of late. If the Cardinals weren't struggling as much, I think there'd be a lot of ire, if that's a word, on the Brew Crew. Ire. Uh, they currently have a two-and-a-half game lead on St. Louis. And just for some kind of scope... The Brewers, who for a little while were kind of viewed as a power, uh, they're Trevor Plouffe's World Series team, dominant pitching, well-run franchise. They basically have the same record as the Red Sox. So uh, their season has not been what we thought the Brewers' season was going to be. Rockies, D-backs, I'll save you guys the time. I'll save you guys the time. Rockies took three out of four. The Orioles, they swept the Angels. Angels in just an absolute death march to their season. It's getting ugly. While the Orioles' season takes off four games. Angels are the most dead a team's ever been. Sweet. Do, do you know uh, where the Angels go this week? Or who they're playing this week? I do not. They, they got Houston again next. Hmm. I mean, I don't know, man. Shohei and Trout. Trout tweets out the the planes to Anaheim. It's like, what is you doing, baby? Oh, my God, and they have the Dodgers this weekend. I mean, it's just brutal. Pass and just tweet out more, more of the draft pick trade stuff. Yeah, the Angels are so dead. Uh, they've had the worst record in the majors since May 16th. Pretty unreal stuff, how quickly the bottom dropped out for them. Blue Jays, Mariners mentioned both these teams, the Mariners. They four games swept them in Seattle. Little walk-off. Carlos Santana with a couple big home runs this series. Might be hearing about that on Talking Baseball. Uh, Astros took two out of three from the Athletics. Tigers and White Sox split four, and that's obvious because the White Sox should be a part of this season, but they refuse to. They constantly refuse to. Rangers took two out of three from the Twins. Will anyone challenge the Twins this year? White Sox, let's go. They do have a crazy easy schedule coming out of the All-Star break, so I'm still in on 
the White Sox. Royals took two out of three from the Guardians. Guardians uninspiring as of late as well. I think that's it. So, a little baseball around the horn. We've got Talking Baseball coming up after this. We'll deep dive a little more. Uh, All-Star Game rosters are out. Who are, who are the big snubs? It was Rodon. Rodon, Dylan Cease, I think were the two. Dylan Cease. Most getting got. In Yankee world, Mike King. I don't know if nationally it lines up, but I, I see that the most. So, uh, Passon tweeted a, a, a list of like everybody who had a good argument. I'll, sure. I'll pull up who he had and see if anyone full sticks out. And as, as Wheeler... Currently not an all-star. I think so. Uh, oh, Ty France was a big one. Josh Bell was a big one. I think they both get a little screwed by the Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols honorary spots. Mm. Freddie Freeman. Josh Bell, look at his numbers this year. I don't think Freddie's one either, right? I Yeah, I saw that because I was, I was looking at the NL first baseman to see how... Like, if, was it just the Pujols thing that screwed Josh Bell? And Freeman's definitely in a tier where he should be. And I'm guessing he he didn't win the vote to start. And maybe just the selection committee knows he, he just wants the days off. Yeah. Everyone just shook on that. Yeah, it's Young a... Thick misses out. You know, there's, there's always guys on the fringe, and there will be a couple injuries, a couple pitchers will tap out. Uh... Seeing in, in the AL position wise, there's there's not people aren't super mad. I guess Jeremy Pena thought he had a chance, but AL shortstop is tough. Yeah, his offensive numbers aren't insane. I I guess the best stories to come out of of this, and if any of you watched talking Yanks last night, which some of you probably did, big series. Uh, Jamalama Ding Dong, not the biggest All Star Game fan. Uh. Because of the truth about it, it's it's not the the best measure. There's there's guys that have won MVPs but haven't been all stars. There's uh, you know it happens mid season. The the voting and different things are about halfway through the season that you could have an atrocious second half or you could have an ungodly good second half and it doesn't get shown by the all star game. Jose Trevino on the Yankees. He's been to our office. He's an incredible dude. He was supposed to be a role player for the Yankees. He is now an all-star. Uh, the video of him finding out was pretty incredible. Nestor Cortez Jr., 35th round draft pick, DFA'd by teams, another Yankee. Uh, but he was kind of a story around baseball for a little bit. For those that were in it, he gets the nod. And then this one's a deep cut. Uh, Joe Mantiply. Uh, for the Snakes, another former Yankee farmhand. <laughs> they have to take an all-star from each team. He's been really, really good this year. I think, you know, if there was another... If there was another Snake, it would have been interesting. But he's 35 games, a one eight three ERA, uh, doing some historic stuff for them. And, you know, this, this guy's 31, kind of a vagabond. Good story. That, uh, you know, these guys are all-stars, and they'll get to rub shoulders with everyone. They'll have it for life. That was a popular phrase this weekend. Week. Weekend? Weekend. Yeah. Never take that away from you. They'll There's, always have it. And there's guys we already, like Harper's not playing. 
that's a spot. Jazz, I think, is going to still be out. I remember when he got hurt, they said it was borderline. He'd be back. I would assume he's not going to play in the All-Star game. Yeah, I know. That's you, another spot. Jordan just got hurt too, right? Yeah. Jordan. Um, yeah, we'll see who they announce as the starting pitchers. I, I think it's a fun conversation. Obviously, there's a lot of good ones. They were saying that you go the old guys, Verlander, Kershaw. Hmm. It's a good way to make a memory. The young guys probably deserve it. McClanahan and Alcantara was having a historic season. But Kershaw at Dodger Stadium, Gonsolin out mm. has an argument too. Yeah, being yeah, probably one of them. And the biggest thing that you probably need to remember uh, is that this game doesn't matter. So if Clayton Kershaw gets the start, just sit there and say, cool. Because it's in Dodger Stadium and he's an all-time great pitcher. And nothing matters anyways. We'll be out at the All-Star Game. By the way, if any of you are going to L.A. or you live in L.A. or in the area, we are doing a VIP event. Again, we did one last year. Denver was last year, right? Yeah. Wow. Wild. Wild stuff. At the Boomtown Brewery on Tuesday. Uh, We're doing a VIP event before the game, 2.30 to 4.30. We did it last year. It's just kind of two hours. The first hour is kind of open. Go say hi to Jerry Blevins. Shake Peter Moylan's hand. Say what's up. And then we kind of did a panel where there was some Q&A. We talked a couple hot-button topics in baseball. And uh, it's just a good time. And then during the game, if you don't want to come to that, because we are selling tickets to that, Uh, I think we're doing 100 VIP tickets, sold more than half of them, Uh, and we're going to have a link in in the bio of this, but, you know, it comes with drink tickets, shirt, giveaway prizes, stuff like that, and if you can't come to that, if you can't come to the VIP, that's fine. During the All-Star game, we're just going to be bopping around and watching uh, at the Boomtown Brewery, so uh, if you or you know someone that's interested, come through. I know a lot of the the good people that are, are diehards. You know, uh, Josh Osborne sent me up saying he was coming through. Um, Fayo, you yeah. coming through? Take it. Get a couple drinks, a t-shirt, hang out, get some pics. Jenna Mariel. There'll be some so, games. And, yeah, we have our whole crew there. It's kind of the end of the weekend for us. You know, after that, we we pack it up and fly out. So uh, it's going to be a good time. And Tom Ace in the chat, no home run derby. We will be at the home run derby. Um Love the Home Run Derby. It's an incredible event. So we'll uh, we'll probably have some matching shirts again, some outfield seats. Hopefully, uh, if you guys are there, say what up. Uh, or if you see us on TV, do the Leo gif. I, that's them. I know them. I know them. So that's the baseball. All-Star week coming up. Uh, one, one week to the All-Star game, basically. Yeah, week from yesterday is the last game right before the break. One week to the home run derby. That's pretty cool, man. That's ex- wow. I mean, yeah, man. I I said it, but I haven't really appreciated. Like, there's going to be a week of baseball, and again, there's another Yankees Red Sox series going to be caught up in that. Uh, Mets Mets Braves. We're going to hit the All-Star game and then, like, the trade deadline and what's 
what's actually going down and who's selling and who's available. That stuff gets so real. It's such a fun time of the year. Um, excited to deep dive into that with you guys. So get ready for that. Uh, other news around the sports world. Uh, Zach Wilson might be in the Cougars. Went to BYU. Uh, it was the kind of clickbait story from the end of this weekend. Uh, basically, it's a whole mess. I, I think I figured it out this this morning. We forget how young these people are. Zach Wilson's 22. I think his ex-girlfriend is around the same age. His ex-girlfriend is now dating his like best friend, his college roommate. A uh, guy that's playing like Canadian League football. People were calling her out for doing that. She then replied that Zach Wilson hooked up with one of his mom's friends, uh, which, you know, that's enough information to set the internet on fire for a little bit, and it did. Uh, Zach Wilson, I don't know. You know, people were making obviously dumb jokes about his street cred and stuff like that, having fun with it. I saw a rumor, and this is where the internet goes wild. Uh, someone said Zach Wilson took two girls to prom, which I'm going to Google that now. I think that's, I mean, all, all the websites that have it are not your good websites. I don't know. We'll see if things are as jetsy as they get. See, uh, pretty wild to, to hop into that one and get to the silly stuff. DK Metcalf was all excited. Just <laughs> <laughs> scrolling through some good news. Yeah, I mean, that's basically where I want to land with this is, you know, the internet was being the internet, which uh, once the internet starts rolling on something like that, and especially, I mean, <laughs> he's he's got old tweets that are like, love cougars and stuff like that, so the internet ran hard on that. The internet ran hard on that. Uh, Wimbledon happened. Uh, Joker. <laughs> Who's he going? More memes getting you? Yeah, that's a good Urban Meyer one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wimbledon happened. Djokovic won. Uh, here goes the Aussie. I thought it was Greek. I guess it's a Greek Aussie name. Um, he kind of had a blow-up at one point. That was viral. Uh, Joker, kind of a hot button for some people now. He gets another one. Good for you, dude. Kind of over it. Um, didn't get to watch a lot of Wimbledon. Normally <laughs> normally do. Not this year. Sorry, Wimbledon. Nadal had to drop out, right? Think so? I think he, yeah, I think he got hurt. Cause that was the one. That was the one match we we half watched because Dre had it on. Yes, against Kyrgios. Yeah, so Wimbledon happened. We're sneaking up on the British Open this week. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. Get some good hours out of that. And then the uh, the other big news coming out of the sporting world uh, is the college realignment, college football realignment. Uh, we're still in the teeth of the story. It's wild how everything goes down, and it's 
back alley and the former commissioner of the Pac-12 is getting, like, killed is basically going to be remembered as the guy that potentially killed the Pac-10, Pac-12. The money in football is so ridiculous that it's just getting to an unreal point of what it's dictating. And, yeah, I... It's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, there's going to be another hat to drop. And is it is Notre Dame going to make an alliance somewhere? It's crazy what Notre Dame still does for that sport. They can kind of call their old shots. And, uh, yeah, there's... Uh, I'll say this. Kiros. Sorry, fail. I hate it. Every every college sports fan hates it. As someone that originally I was a huge Big East basketball fan, Big East basketball got ruined uh, because of football and realignment. Uh, Big East basketball was like as good as it gets, and and that got broken up because of basketball. Eventually, because of the money, it's it all gets sorted out this way that the. The big names go with the big names, and they follow the money, and it obviously makes sense from a business standpoint. But the way that some of these divisions are now set up is is unreal. And again, it's it's still just sorting itself out. Some of the ACC stuff is wild. Uh, again, if you're into sports business and stuff like that, the ACC signed like a 20-year TV contract because they wanted to make sure the conference wouldn't be broken up but now they're losing, like, a ton of money because they signed a 20-year TV contract and all the TV contracts have gone up a ton. So they're in a weird spot. It sucks for the... There's a pureness of college sports that gets talked about, and it used to be the allure of when... And it's just that times have changed, and we need to get better grips of that as fans that, you know, it used to be fun when... Uh, there'd be a run-and-gun USC football team that would play a Wisconsin Badgers team that would hammer the ball into the ground, and you'd be like, well, I liter- literally no idea how this is going to play out. These teams are such different styles. Uh, those Big 12 shootout teams for years, you know, when Texas Tech would start putting up 60 points, and then they'd play a Michigan State team that was built on defense and play action and things like that. It's kind of gone away from that. Like, look at how Alabama plays now. They're run and gun. Pretty much every football program is run and gun. That, uh, I don't know. Uh, college sports has been in a weird realm for me. Obviously, still love the NCAA tournament, one of the best things in sports. It gets weird when I start looking at these kids and they're 12 years younger than me. Um, obviously, college basketball as a product has kind of been hurt by, uh, you know, the advantages of going to the NBA or any other leagues. Football needs needs to figure out its landing ground. If we end up with a super college football league, maybe that's the answer. Maybe it is 20 teams that battle it out every year, and, and that's kind of how it goes down. Because at this point, at, at the end of the year, it comes down to like five or six teams. How many teams have made the college football playoff? You know, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but we got to figure it out more. I I feel bad for the programs that are going to get hurt by this, and programs will be hurt by this, and it sucks, man. It really sucks. As a UConn basketball fan, it felt like I lost my program 
for like five years. Uh, and there's going to be football teams that have that going on. And there's just when all the money gets involved. And we've talked about this with baseball. Every decision baseball has made for the past 20 years has been directly correlated to getting another dollar. And they've ignored some fan experience and game experience and gameplay stuff while doing that. And don't get me wrong, I understand you have to make a lot of decisions for the dollar, but you mix in a couple good ones for the fans, you land in a really good place. And that's where college football is built on rivalries and traditions. And we're just, we're just losing that. Um, you know, I, I think we're set up, you know, if UC, USC and, you know, they were going through some of the games that would be regular season games for USC and it's like Purdue, Minnesota, Indiana. It's just stuff that doesn't get you jazzed up. So it's just a start. I see Tom Ace in the chat. I, I do think, I mean... I think football conferences are just going to become their own thing. I think basketball conferences are going to become their own thing. Uh, because that's where, I guess it gets fun again, is if a team like Kansas that has an awful football program, if that ends up going to the wayside, do these elite college basketball programs start doing their own thing? And then we get like a Kansas, you know, Kansas, UCLA, uh, Gonzaga division. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, hopefully that's what all this is working towards. Uh, and let's be honest, I think everyone's just hoping their program doesn't get run over at some point because, man, it is like, it is survival of the fittest. You better hope your AD is sharp and in tune with everything that's going on because if not, like, there's a chance your school will just get left behind. And if you're a fringe, you know, Big 12 ACC um, Pac-12 team, you're nervous right now. So we will see what happens there. If you're really into like sp the sports business side of things, it's definitely something you should look into because there's, there's a lot of layers to it between uh, the colleges and the, and the contracts and TV contracts and all that. So... That's pretty much what happened around the sports world. I think we'll, uh, we'll start tying it on Baker's last episode. Huh, last episode, we talked about Kevin Durant won out of Brooklyn. Remember that? No, uh, no smoke there anymore, huh? Yeah, me on. Reports this morning, Nets don't think the value is as high as they had hoped. And right. It's an impossible trade to make. Especially, we talked about it after Gobert. Um, Bryce Newton, Jake, I miss JJR. I think we all do. We all miss the spirit of that. Uh, Dre, Anthony Edwards is a superstar. Yeah, I mean, there was reports that the, the Nets asked for him and Carl Anthony Towns for KD, I think. Uh, don't think that's happening. Uh, Joseph Pierce, a lot of talk about fireworks. Uh, fireworks hit a sweet spot between ages 8 and 14 for watching, 18 and 24 for lighting. Maybe a hot take. Maybe I'm a pyro. Hard to say. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, we had a massive fireworks phase of our lives, probably from like 16 to 22. 
Something like that. We used to have Roman candle wars. Some of the most dangerous stuff I've done has been with fireworks. Um, and yeah, in the time, you're like, it's not that bad. And then, and then towards the end of your time, you're like, I think this might be bad. And then as I'm removed from it, I'm like, God, dumb, really dumb, really dumb. I mean, I've been hit all over with Roman candles. Skin. Uh, So don't do it. If you're listening and you're still doing dumb stuff with fireworks, be careful. Um, Let's see. Uh, Ryan was mad uh, that I said playing the White Sox was a little sad because the White Sox went three and four against the Yankees. The White Sox whole season has been a little sad. Matt Carpenter has as many. What do you think about that, PBD? Matt Carpenter has as many home runs as the leading Chicago White Sox home run hitter. Matt Carpenter's played 26 games. He started 20 of them. You can't see it, but just out of shot, it looks like John Boy's a zombie. I'll take a picture. I'll take a picture and post it. I wonder if he's You guys will see. You'll meet her. I wonder if he's had too many IKF debates trying to get the right angle. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think I got it. I'll post that on the internet. Uh, Thank you guys for leaving a comment and review. Bake in the algorithm. You guys are the best. I know dog day is a summer. Everyone gets busy, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think All-Star Week we might might have some, some people pop in for a little bit, have some fun with that. Mm. Kooky Jake. Um, bro of the Night. Bro of the Night, a very prestigious award that's supposed to be your water cooler award, something to talk sports about, someone who stood out. Uh, I'll do a lip. I'll, I will give it to Brandon Hyde, the Orioles manager, because this did not have to be a layup. Um, he was kind of interesting when he first joined the Orioles. You kind of saw he had a little bit of an edge to him, and you're like, good, man. Like, maybe, maybe the Orioles need that. Like, good for you. If you're really that dude, you're tough. You're defending your guys. I love it. Then another, like, tough losing year, and it was like, okay. You know, they were 52-110 and 110 last year. He uh, he managed in 2019. They were 54-108. and 108. And this year, it didn't look like they were going to be out of the woods. I was rude to the Orioles. I said they might not win 50 games. They have 43 wins. Um, and they're a game under 500, which is really incredible. Uh, and Brandon Hyde is the leader of that ship, man. And and good for him. And I hope you hope you always hope the guy like that ends up being the dude if we're two years from now talking about the Orioles being a really good team. Uh the fact he has them where they are is is genuinely unbelievable. Especially considering the division and everything else. Unbelievable. So sh- shout out to Brandon Hyde. Apes. And the Yanks kind of messing. That whole thing up for everybody, would this have been like the best division, top to bottom ever, like funness? Kind of. I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, My bro of the night, not, it's not necessarily inherently bro, but sort of just a topic we should, we should hit on. James Harden's going back to the Sixers. He took kind of like a, took a pay cut, little two-year deal, player option stuff. Run it back. 
Yeah, man, I'm interested to see what their final roster ends up looking like. They, uh, I I mentioned it a couple times, and I I heard people ca- keep mentioning it casually that like what James Harden did with his contract stuff is like really beneficial. Took like a fifteen million dollar pay cut. Yeah, and again, think like James Harden and who he's been depicted out to be. Some of it very much rightfully so. Is not that guy. So, like, if the Sixers are in it this year, um, and they added, we talked about P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, funny, Houston guys, Daryl Morey. Um, We'll see what the East looks like in the NBA this year, but Harden and Embiid, when you talk about two pure studs, depends where you're at with Tatum and Brown. Obviously, they could give them a run. Giannis and uh, Middleton. Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Holiday. Um, I mean, that's the thing. If you start going to three, and like, what? What is Tyrese Maxey or Tobias Harris? You know, the Seventy Sixers starting five may may be the best starting five in the East. We'll see. Uh, you know, what does James Harden look like? Sure, you took the cut, but people always ask questions about him, work ethic wise and teammate wise. Could be blown up by midseason. Uh, I don't know, but man, the way we view James Harden is not the $15 million pay cut to make the team better. So maybe we'll see a different James Harden. I don't know. I don't $15 know. million dollar cut per year short-term deal. You know, does he, if they do something in, in Minnesota, or Minnesota, in Philadelphia, does he get some money on the back end and then it becomes bad? Maybe, but... I think there's a lot of guys that would not have done this. Um, so, like, kudos to James Harden. Kudos to Big Game James. BBD, a lot. I mean a lot on John Boy Media this week. The week before the All-Star Game, we are playing catch-up. We're doing more stuff. We're doing everything. There's playing watchings, geo-guesser, baggage. Watch baggage, people. Watch some baggage. Watch some baggage. Yankees land. We got Talking Yanks, Pinstripe Strong, emotional after a big Boston series. Talking baseball coming up after this. Rose rotation with David Bednar today. David Bednar, that's right. Pirates closer. David Bednar. Nasty stuff, by the way. Interested to hear that one. Breakdowns, little popular. Weekly dumb. Coming. Uh. Thanks up everything at the warehouse. All the warehouse stuff. Uh, hey, thank you guys. We love you. We'll see you back Wednesday. Bake it. Bake it.